0: My kids love the phrase, it's opposite day. Kind of felt that way for Virginia down in Tallahassee, but they still got the win, so that's how we discuss things to start the Fast Five at Five-ish.
1: Yep, we're copying this idea. Covering the Commonwealth, a look at the locally interesting teams and stories from the experts who cover them. Let's start with the Virginia Cavaliers.
0: Who used offense, not defense to get a big victory down in Tallahassee and make it nine consecutive victories in ACC play. Somebody who covers the who's regularly for JerryRatcliffe.com, it is Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe. Hootie, a pleasure to speak with you. I guess you're going to have one of these ever so often where you need to find a way to win in a different style. If anything, is that encouraging for Virginia that they found a way to win when it wasn't defensive-based but rather with offense?
2: Absolutely. Uh, my friend, and, and uh, they needed all that offense because their defense on this particular night just wasn't getting the job done like they had been, uh, which was somewhat disappointing to Tony Bennett, but probably delighted Virginia's fans because they hadn't seen that kind of an outpouring in offense very often. When when you get up to eighty points, and that was—I uh, mean, when Virginia scores eighty points, they're not—they're not, they're not going to lose to anybody. <laughs>
0: no I mean that's the crazy part about this Tony Bennett at times bemoans when their defense is not very good was it just me Jerry or did Tony Bennett seem maybe relieved may not be the right word but understanding that hey you're going to need to find ways to win in a different style and if anything it's he's not going to want offense to lead the way every day but the fact that they can do it from time to time it shows there's a different way and maybe in the back of his mind he knows that that may be an asset come mid-March
2: I think he had to be encouraged by that, Ed, because there were so many different guys contributing, even though uh, McNeely and Bigman scored the bulk of the points. They, they still got some good contributions from guys uh, like Groves and and um, Buchanan a little bit. And uh, even Rhodey is starting to show a little signs of some offensive life for the first time this season and you know if, if somehow he would get it going down the stretch watch out because um, that would give Virginia another score that nobody had counted on
0: Jerry Ratcliffe.com founder Jerry Hootie Ratcliffe Hootie we'll wrap it up on this one Virginia they've got two in a row at home including wait for it this coming Saturday I mean I'm used to going to Saturday games it's been like two months since that happened up in Charlottesville um I mean can you give me directions tips any advice on what it's like to get to a college game day on Saturday in Charlottesville because it's been a while
2: I've almost forgotten myself it's been so long but uh, yeah I, that's it's rare and then I mean, the fact that they were able to win all those Saturday games uh, after they got out of that little slump, uh, they put together, you know, quite a few Saturday wins in a row, which is pretty impressive because winning on the road in the ACC is is not easy, and particularly on the weekends because that's when the crowds really come out. So uh, I, I would think Tony Bennett would have to be delighted getting through that uh, gauntlet uh, without too much damage. And the fact that they've got two games in a row at home is, he must be ecstatic because it's been a while since they've had that. And uh, JPJ fans, I'm sure will be fired up to, to actually have a Saturday home game.
0: It will. It might be the most raucous atmosphere for a Wake Forest-Virginia game in history. We will find out. Hootie, I look forward to seeing you up there, good Lord willing, this coming Saturday. And bef- until then, wishing you and yours all the best.
2: Yeah, and that's going to be a huge game. As, uh, the Diques are are uh, in fourth place in the ACC and beat Virginia pretty bad the first time, so um, it's a huge game for Virginia to try to avenge that loss.
0: It is. The revenge tour efforts continue for the Virginia Cavaliers. Now to the
1: Virginia Tech Hokies. Hokie,
0: Hokey Hokie high. David Cunningham of TechSideline.com back with us in the fast lane. David, a pleasure to speak with you. For Virginia Tech men's basketball, it's not the conversation I'm sure they wanted to be having, but they went on the road and lost to Notre Dame. At this point, are, are we pretty clear that They've got their work cut out for them. They're going to need a miraculous run at the end of the regular season, and probably even into the ACC tournament for this team to make it to something other than the NIT.
3: Hey Ed, great to be with you. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right there, and I think it's it's pretty clear cut. This Virginia Tech team is okay in as the metric stands. The Hokies are are top 65. Uh, the metrics like them. The problem is that they haven't won enough games. They're five and seven in the ACC. Uh, they've got three big games in Florida State, North Carolina, and Virginia coming up, and they're thirteen and ten right now. They could be either sixteen and ten or thirteen and thirteen come next Tuesday after hosting Virginia on Big Monday. Every game matters. Every game has mattered. And Virginia Tech drops that one to Notre Dame. Honestly, a little bit of a resume killer because Virginia Tech, yes, it has three Quadrant one wins, but none of them are are spectacular. It needed to beat Duke. It needed to win on the road at Miami, and it didn't do that. It's got North Carolina left. It's got Virginia. It's got Wake Forest. It plays some good teams. But the problem is, Tech's lost three games in a row. At all three games that it had a really good chance to win, and I haven't seen anything that's made me say that this team is really turning the corner and is comfortable in those situations, either playing with the lead or, or trying to play catch up. Because I think Tech, you know, played well against Duke and Notre Dame, but but got behind and couldn't really couldn't really make up the ground against Miami Tech led the majority of the game and blew the lead so this is not a great position for Tech to be in at all I think it's going to take something miraculous and again you know, it's going to take a win at North Carolina which we've seen teams do very rare um, but, but Tech is almost going to have to be perfect and I'm not sure You know, I know the, the 2022 team you know, had that miraculous run on the way to the AC championship I'm not sure that this team is quite cut out for that
0: that's the big point that we were going to make on the men is you sometimes you have to have the ingredients and horses to finally get the recipe right and it just seems like they're not shopping at the right grocery store so to speak to have the right ingredients for Virginia Tech men's basketball more on what went wrong and how to go about solving that later because it appears we're already at the point where that's the bigger picture question for the Hokies but for the women's basketball team Just how big was that victory at NC State this past Thursday to sweep the regular season series against the Wolfpack and following that up with not always a pretty win necessarily, but a win that showed discipline and maturity for the Virginia Tech Lady Hokies Sunday against Boston College.
3: Yeah, it was huge, Ed. Both of those wins. Virginia Tech is 11-2, best team in the ACC right now. Tech, on that same night that Tech beat NC State, uh, Louisville and, and Syracuse, you know, got nicked up a little bit, and, and Virginia Tech vaulted into first place by itself in the ACC. Then uh, Syracuse beat Louisville yesterday on Sunday, which means that the Hokies are all alone a game ahead of Syracuse in first place in the State standing. That's how big it is. And, you know, Tech's got a, five games left, a, a, some really tough games coming up. Carolina, along with Duke, along with Louisville, along with Notre Dame. Of course, you can follow us at Tech's Sideliner. I will be at all of those games. Um, but the Hokies really, really needed that NC State win. And I think what it did was it, it proved to not just Tech, but it proved to people around the NC that Virginia Tech is the real deal. And, yes, Tech went on a miraculous run. A crazy run last year, you know, won 15 straight games, got to the Final Four. This team has won seven in a row now after the Boston College win, and it's playing with swagger and confidence, and not overconfidence, just the right amount, it feels like. They know where they stand. They know what the business is. And, yes, the Boston College game wasn't necessarily pretty, but BC did a really good job of bucking it up. But Virginia Tech, to be able to sweep NC State and take the season series – That is huge when it comes to ACC standings and the tiebreakers because Tech is going to be in the running. It currently leads it, obviously, uh, with with teams like Syracuse, who it beat earlier this year, NC State, who it swept, Notre Dame and Louisville, who it has yet to play. So all of these games, Virginia Tech is in the perfect position. Kenny Brooks said it last night, we control our own destiny. We are in the perfect spot. I I think that NC State win was huge, though, because I think a lot of people nationally started to pay attention. They saw the number three team in the country go down, and it wasn't the first time Virginia Tech had beaten NC State. The Hokies got them back in January. Huge, huge win. I think this team is really on a roll right now. You know, People will make the comparisons to last year's group. It's different, obviously, but I think Tech has hit that point in the season where it is just in that groove, and I think honestly, it did it a little bit earlier than it did last season. Um, I, I really like the way they're playing, Ed, and I, I think they're in a good spot going forward. And um, you know, they've got again, they've got a good Duke team in Castle on Thursday, who they lost to earlier this year. If they can win that one, they'll have one eight straight. They go into a Sunday game against Louisville, that in some ways is for all the marvels.
0: We're always in a good spot when we go to techsideline.com and the real D A for David Cunningham on Twitter and Instagram and his insight. David, thank you for dropping some nuggets of wisdom today here on the fast lane.
3: I appreciate it. Talk to you next week.
1: Now to the Liberty
0: Flames. Jason Porter, or what's left of Jason Porter mentally, a Kansas City Chiefs fan who is still celebrating their third Super Bowl championship as they win it last night. Jason, a pleasure to have you back in the fast lane. Boy, you were on edge all weekend. First for Liberty over in our favorite spot, Bel Air. Air. As the Liberty Flames get the victory, come from behind fashion, a nine-point deficit, and then your Chiefs, they did one better, literally one point better—a ten-point deficit they overcame to win the Super Bowl.
1: Ed, thanks so much for having me on, and yeah, it was it was quite the weekend after uh, Saturday's uh, game there at, at the arena, and then followed up by yesterday at the Super Bowl. You're right; I had to go to work today to get to, to get some rest.
0: Indeed, and that's the crazy thing when you're in a spot that you are in—not Super Bowl focus, though—the Liberty Flames focus they trailed by nine a couple different times yet they rallied coach richie mckay has spoken about resiliency for much of the year what value is it though for the flames fans in particular who've heard that message and the players and coaches have always seemed to buy in but now the flames fans can say there's real proof of concept that this team has resiliency as they showed saturday evening
1: yeah, I think resilience has definitely been a theme for the team. To your point, Ed, and I think the other part of this that uh, Liberty is really starting to figure out is just the speed of play. You know, it was it was a, a very physical uh, conference here, jumping into Conference USA, as testimony from Shiloh's uh, nose injury and then Joseph Van Sant's separated shoulder. I mean, it's been a physical conference for them to be a part of, but they moved the ball really, really well. They stayed within the strengths of their game, and uh, they're starting to get the wins now to show for it.
0: Liberty Flames basketball analyst Jason Porter stepping into the fast lane. Flames, a race nine-point deficit. They get a victory 65-62 thanks to Kaden Matheny's three with a little over two seconds to go in regulation. You were sitting right next to me and watching that final sequence unfold for the Flames. What was going through your mind when they... Had the pass to Matheny, he sinks the three, and they have the presence of mind to finish it off with a defensive stand.
1: Boy, it was hard to keep my composure, to be honest with you. I think I, I kind of bumped Alan York and even said that on the air. But my first thought initially, looking at the replay, as a former shooter myself, you always kind of want that perfect pass. And when Zach kicked it back out, it was right at the top of Caden's shoelaces, and somehow he managed it well and got off uh, just a sweet stroke but he is on fire right now and just a, a great shooter do great, does great things and great moments and he hit, he hit the big shot
0: and now Liberty they've got the full week before going back into action this coming Saturday um, is there value for the Flames right now after the emotional win of Saturday to have taken a moment to be able to enjoy it with not a game until Saturday and now a chance to emotionally and mentally reset so that they are focused come Saturday
1: yeah, I really think there is. Richie McKay is is the best uh, best there is about uh, getting guys ready and prep for the next ball game. In this case, I think there's still a healing element, right? And in response to Shiloh, in response to Joseph Van Sant, we mentioned him earlier. We thought we might have seen him play Saturday night. Thankfully, they didn't need to call him off the bench. So. He gets another uh, another week to heal that shoulder up because again number one uh, rebounder on the flames uh, basketball team so they will be ready for sam houston on saturday no doubt
0: no doubt indeed and no doubt we love having the insight of jason porter with us in the fast lane jason a pleasure to speak with you glad you were able to bring enough energy for us today get some rest after an eventful last 48 hours for you
1: <laughs> yeah, thanks so much have a great evening
0: our pleasure jason porter with us here to wrap up part one of covering the commonwealth when we return part two radford who that was a painful one for them the jmu dukes nice victory for them could there be two teams from the Sun Belt going dancing perhaps plus nascar daytona speed weeks later this week my ridiculousness is gonna have to wait till later in the week Steven stump will bring sanity to us next here in the fast lane